0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast, and we're talking international football. That's right, it's England football and everything that might entail. There's football news, football reviews, and football previews and predictions, and uh, yeah, talking English football. Uh, before we get started, while I've got your attention, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. And, uh, if you've got spare time on your hands, you could consider leaving us a review. Let us know how much you love the podcast. Right. Let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast.
1: Recording in progress.
0: Paul, Europe.
1: lying, is she. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's it's that time of the week again. We're back for your televisual and audiovisual and audio audio feasts of football nature. We'll give you a little bit of an update as to the situation regarding our clubs. And uh, for this week and last week, it'll be more international flavoured as well. So, welcome along one and all. And let's dive straight in with the England games that took place last week. As you can see there, for people watching on on the YouTube, Mr Cook had the book ready and waiting there. And he was just flopping
0: it about. I have the book as well. So, whose job is it to do the uh, the score for the uh, international games?
1: Well, what we've done in the past is is as as we always give out our team's score, and you don't technically have a team. You could give us the score. And I, more importantly, you could give us the score.
0: No, I can give you the score. I can give you the score. No problem. Um, and any points that Paul had have now been deleted out of the book. <laughs> we, trust, will, trust we will. We will be covering. Um, trust
1: me. Uh, having having already seen the scores, uh, I, I don't think I have to worry too much about that for the first game.
0: A little bit, a little bit of foreshadowing there. Some would say. Um, There's been off-air controversy. Um, Points were given, points were deducted, points were re-given. And uh, I think we're going to leave it to the general public to decide whether the points in question actually make any difference. (laughs) Um, So, Hungary versus England. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say heavily... On the podcast, heavily in England's favour, apart from one Miss Stuart Mancy who edged his bets and went with a one-all draw, everybody else was like, yep, England have got this one sorted. No problem. Obviously, when it was 1-0 to Hungary, that kind of kind of scuppered all of that. Here's where okay. the... Con- Go on, Stuart.
2: It could it could have been a nil nil had it not been there, uh, the method of score that it was, the goal score that it was as well. Just from, I've I very stupidly put some highlights on the following day.
1: It wasn't on very long. Is all I'll say. All 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 I can remember from seeing from the uh, the, the post match roundup was hotly contested penalty decision, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Well, there's been a couple of
0: them, but we'll get to that. Um. So, with with the with the majority of the podcast swinging in England's favour, there was few points to be had. Now, this is where I butcher a Hungarian footballer's name. Okay, here we go. Brace yourselves. Nah. A, when the second letter is a Z, how am I ever supposed to be able to even?
1: So, if if you're gonna if you're gonna take a pot shot at it, what do you reckon it would be? Shall we all like? Shall we all have a go?
3: I would. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Z-Ball-Lie. That would be mine. As I
2: said, Z-Ball-Lie which basically sounds like somebody from the West Midlands as well. That was a really
0: bad act. I'd have gone, gone with pretty much what Stu went with. I'd have gone, yeah, Zabozlai.
1: Should, should I get everyone's favourite West Midlands correspondent out of the bath and down to give us the the traditional pronunciation from a... Obviously, West Midlands perspective. No, I, th- I think you're pretty much bang on it. As, as far as I'm aware, it's Dominic Zobershlai. Yeah. That's exactly what we said. It's
0: but the question is, Stu, is that what a member of the podcast said? And this is where the problem has arisen. Because it's a fast-paced world of podcasting. It's fast-paced. If you're, if you're not in it, you're not winning it. And sometimes... Myself, with my limited brain capacity. So
1: the problem we have... I'll put it on the screen. Here's the problem. So the two people mentioned for number nine and number ten. The number ten is the goal scorer. The number nine is who I believe Mr. Matthew Moore picked to score a goal for Hungary. Well, hang on a minute. I, I messaged the group
3: earlier today and admitted that, very kindly, I think you. I, I'll hold my hand up and admit that I got it wrong.
0: And this that is not, this is not what not happened.
3: I'd got it wrong that, it, that maybe the point had been given to me in.
0: And that's what know, happened. So because I had essentially written in in haste and probably should have du- as as keeper of the book should have double and maybe triple checked what it was to the letter that Matthew was asking for. I did not do that, which then caused some confusion now, looking at what you put on the screen there, Paul, I think my my actual spelling was very close to the way it was spelt um in the book, Matthew has gone with somebody whose name is spelt s z l. AI, which, as I said, is very close to one of the players on that list. Um, Unfortunately for me, it also has a lot of the letters of the name of the person that scored the goal. And I then went, oh no, I've done a bad thing, I've I've shortened something, I've, I've done it wrong, I've failed in my duties, what do I do now? So, I went out to the collective, gentlemen... More Matthew Did you pick The Hungarian goalscorer Nobody knew the answer to this Nobody knew We're not sure Not sure I then forwarded a picture Of what I wrote down as The correct spelling of the correct goalscorer And what I wrote down as Matthew's goalscorer And I was like Look This is what I've got It's all on me What do we think? She was like, yeah, he's got it there, you've you've got it, it's fine. Points on the board. I was like, cool, points on the board. That means that somebody actually got points on the board, and I'm happy with that. However, as time passed, Matthew came forward and said, thanks for the vote of confidence, but in fact, I did not correctly predict the goal scorer. So... What has happened is I gave the point, because as I said to Paul, I was like, look, at the end of the day, it's my it's my fault. And as keeper of the book, I have that power to hand out extra points. Just by literally, nobody's here, I'll just write it in, job done. Um, but I was like, maybe, maybe Matt should have points for honesty, who knows? The question... <coughs> Which,
2: just look at Paul's face right now the question I think we the, know the answer to that
0: question The question which will shortly be answered is Does that one point make a difference to the weekly total? Let's find out by talking about Germany Versus England It's a rivalry as old as time, gentlemen Oh, I'm supposed to be doing the scores, aren't I? Damn it. Um, I am aware from, uh, from group text conversation uh, er- earlier in the game that England were not doing overly well in this game. Some might have said, some were using words like poor. And I checked the score and in fact it was 1-0 to Germany. This was uh, this was not the way this game was supposed to go, especially according to a lot of the podcast. However, <coughs> a check of BBC football sports sports football actually revealed that by the end of the game, it was one all. Goal scorers of Hoffman and Harry Kane, due to a penalty, I believe. Yep. As we know, by previous games, I have known to be wrong. So, gentlemen, I believe there is some conversation needed around penalties, the game in general. So, I
2: I watched the majority of this game and wasn't overly impressed by England. Um, there was a lot of talk, um, certainly from the Sky Sports News, uh, team beforehand saying how the Germans were seeing the English team as the benchmark that they once used to be, I thought well that's absolute nonsense um, it was very it, it, it was a very big build up for essentially a game that doesn't really mean an awful lot but at the end of the day it's still England-Germany so you know people are still going to have an interest in it but to say that you know England got to the final of the Euros and they're in, in quite been, been in quite a good position of late. I thought they were absolutely played off the park by Germany for the majority of that game.
3: I think the worrying thing about it was is, is if if that's the England starting lineup, and I think it is, it was devoid of any kind of creativity, any ideas. They struggled to keep hold of the ball. They looked. And you know, people are like, oh yeah, it's typical of you guys on the podcast, getting a, getting a quick dig in on leads. But they looked better when Calvin Phillips went off and Bellingham come on because that lad is a unit mm-hmm. and, and good as well. Um, I just thought they were poor. I, I, I couldn't, you know, Sterling didn't get into the game. I don't know, I don't know who's got to Harry Kane and told him that he's Lionel Messi because he isn't, so he needs to cut out the flicks and the little kind of things that he keeps on trying and stuff like that and get up in the box where he's meant to be. Like, but what Which what was that about? When when they set up
2: like that, as they always seem to do of late, he is not there to be doing that job, so why is it like, why now? Like, it worked so well in the summer last time around, like, what like why is he gone back to this i'm going to piss about with it for ages business
1: do you reckon he's coming off the back of his club form in the fact that he's he's so used to playing in that system at tottenham where he basically knows that if it, even though he's up top on his own he's always going to have son sort of like somewhere in and around him to sort of pick up the balls that he knocks down and things like that mm. I don't know if he's it's just kind of- It wasn't even that though, it was like he was like flicking it and kinda
3: trying to back heel it, like, into space where there was two or three German defenders already. And it's like if you're gonna do that I think in his head he's got the number nine shirt and he thinks he's Lionel Messi, he thinks he's a number nine. When he's not a number nine, he's not that he's not that player, he's not not saying he's not skilled, but he's not you're not a creative, you know. Knocking it down and laying it off and fine. That I'm, I'm fine with that because in theory England have got those players. They've got Sterling. They've got Grealish. They've got Foden when he's not got COVID. They've got you know like they've got players that can play the song role. But
2: well, they don't set up in that way though. They they set no. them too wide to like. There's nobody then central enough to pick up that ball because. Kane's just sat there flicking, like you say, flicking it to himself.
3: And some of his stuff just seems to be unnecessarily flashy. Would be kind of thing, and I think, I, I think sometimes some players, once again it sounds like I'm kind of some players who aren't as good as the players they aspire to be, try and do things that those players don't do. Lionel Messi, I don't see him when he's flicking, you know. And fair enough. He's not quite the player that he was, but I don't see him doing little f- daft flicks off the back of his heel or like off the side of his foot. He controls it and plays it, whereas Kane seems to play the ball with a complete lack of control to it, kind of thing. And you know, in in really daft places. Um,
2: well, the, the the main headline though that came for Kane was that it was his the, the penalty was his fiftieth goal for England, wasn't it? Yes. That that now uh, moves him further up the all-time England goal-scoring charts. But he's only one to go
1: now. He's only got Rooney to overtake, so... Because he was level with Lineker, wasn't he? And then that separated. No, that, that was that was him level with um, Bobby so, Charles 49. Uh, okay. But
2: it came off the back of a very soft penalty decision for me and it was given by VAR and maybe that's just a look that they had against them sort of coming back their way from the Hungary game because that was a soft VAR penalty as well. But I suppose it was given, it dispatched it against a, a, a very good penalty goalkeeper as well in Moya. Um, but, um, but yeah, they were lucky. If, if that had been... In, uh, you're watching your team in the league, and you'd come away with that. You would f- come away feeling like you'd you'd won the game. Never mind draw it. Yeah. But the the other team would be like Germany would be absolutely fuming again if it actually meant that much.
3: The only the only positive I took from it was Belling, Bellingham looked really really good. Mm. I thought he came on and looked like really settled and really got kind of nice skill, got stuck in and that kind of thing. And I thought Declan Rice looks. Awesome, and I was watching the coverage, and then all of a sudden, someone started kind of blaming Rice for the Germany goal. I'm thinking, Well, Jesus Christ, nobody else did anything, Mm. you know. The I don't, I barely remember Mason Mount's name being mentioned, you know. Like, someone mentioned him once there, I was like, Oh, was he playing? Was he? Because I genuinely didn't remember that he was. He he got
2: mentioned three or four times, and at least. Two out of those three or four times was him plowing into the back of somebody. It wasn't anywhere near the ball. Um, I thought, as 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 much as I might not enjoy saying this, I thought Grealish made a difference when he came on as well. Yeah. Um, and 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 the same for, for Bowen. His uh, touch let him down a couple of times, Gerard Bowen. But he, I suppose he's just you know this is only his second, no, not his full game, but his second game for for England as well. So. Um, sort of hoping for a bit more from him but he, at least he got a chance
3: mm. I think he set up a chance didn't he which mm. was to come, in, to come into a game like that where the team that you're coming on for has been absolutely dominated for the best part of 70 minutes yeah is it's difficult to then come on and make you know make a massive change but I thought yeah, you know, he made like I said there was a couple of good runs a good cross or two you know I, I, I don't know I haven't I'm not a massive Jack Grealish fan. I don't find him as offensive as you guys do, but um, I I thought he made a, a big difference when he came on. You know, he kind of attacked. He like he, he ran at people and did things as opposed to I don't know. Trying like they're pl- trying to play territory at times, particularly Sterling and Kane. It's kind of like right. I'll pass the ball to you, and then I'm going to run a little bit further. Then you give me the ball back, and then but make sure you stick behind me, because I'm going to pass it back to you. Then you can pass it again. And the, the team's like, well, I'm going to be just playing keepsies between themselves here. Um, I just, yeah, it was just uninspiring. And particularly after last summer, which was a bit more inspiring and encouraging, um, it kind of seemed to have gone back to... Same old, same old, really, and we're sticking with the same player. are going to stick with the same players that got us to where we were? Yeah, but what if they're not good enough? And what if there's better players about to mm. take place?
2: Falling into that age-old England football supporter trap of they did, they've done, they've done a bit of all right in the last two major tournaments. So now they should be beating teams like Hungary and all the rest of it. It's not going to happen every time, is it? So.
3: No, and particularly at the end of a long season, and you know, to kind of roll out those cliches that no doubt will be trotted out in like five days' time or something like that. But you know, it is a long season, and they had a lot of them have played a lot of games this year, and you know, I know Germany, Germany, and Hungary probably have as well. But it's how up for it you are. Just
2: like sort of skipping ahead quite a long way. Next season's going to be a weird one, isn't it? And The fact that this summer and this season and this summer is kind of like all rolling into one, and then yeah. the next the next season will start, and then there's going to be this weird bit in the middle where it's the World Cup. Six to eight weeks off. Are, th- are they just stopping everything? Yeah. So, like, obviously, no, like I'm assuming, should... like, League one and two will still continue, but yeah. it'll be just like like a, a six to eight week international
1: weekend. <laughs> Yeah. pretty much. I think is it is it something like the eighteenth of November or something like that that it's supposed to start. It might be even earlier than that. So but so then, like,
3: they're back, they're back on the eighteenth of December, I think.
2: But then that'll feed into the end of the, like the end of next season. and will then get pushed on,
1: so therefore you'll have less time next summer. And I don't, I don't know for that because um, they're trying to get around it by starting the season earlier than they would this year mm. so whereas normally the Football League would start first week in August it's supposed to start like last week in July mm. instead so the Premier League will start on the 6th slash 7th of August so that would usually be when the Football League would kick off and then the Premier League yeah. the week after that
3: alright so then the as a result the match round I hate this, it's very American. Match round 16 will be the final one played over the weekend of the 12th and 13th of November, and then the Premier League will resume on Boxing Day.
1: So you go. So what's that? Yes, that's about six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what? state
2: Jürgen Klopp is going to work himself into next week he is is the one that moans about the Christmas fixture list so much and yet his players are all going to come back from the World Cup and then just start again on Boxing Day oh fun anyway we went went a little bit out there but yeah
0: so at this point in time everybody is waiting with bated breath to find out if that that one point that Matthew's got on the table currently is going to make a difference. So, starting with a bang, Paul Williams correctly predicted a one all draw, getting himself two points. And that's where the scoring ends for Paul. Stuart Mansi went in with a Desmond. Still a point though. And a point for Harry Kane. Two points for you, sir. Um, I had England down to win. Did put Kane down to score, though. I'm not an idiot. Now, I know what you're thinking, but hang on a minute. The, the, the book goes Paul, Stew, Matt. Matthew Moore predicted a one. One Draw For two points One of those goal scorers Was Harry Kane So That's three points for Matthew And if you've all got your abacuses out Yes that extra point did not Matter one bit Exactly he doesn't
1: even need the extra He doesn't even need the uh, the, charity point
3: I don't even need it
0: in no particular, point. no, why, particular. Is
1: he, why, is he, why is he come capping and why, why is he? Why is he? Why is he? I mean, he begging, is why is through, he? No, why is he sending the send these pleading messages at 3 a.m. in the morning saying, Please, please give me the point. I really, really want it.
3: Was it, was it, was it were those messages to Andy that you sent? Because I, I didn't send them <laughs> like that.
0: Uh, I, all I'm saying all I'm saying is I haven't seen any checks or brown envelopes and I've seen <laughs> Paul in person today so that's why the scores went the way they did like, that's all I'm saying um, but
2: you'd, you don't work for FIFA Andy so these things don't happen all these are my own etc etc I was a good honest boy
3: and I told the truth
0: and, and, and karma it. and karma repaid you in kind Matthew by giving you the yes. win so scores for the week one for Mr. Cook Paul and Stu tied for second place on two. And winning with three or even four, Matthew Moore. Um, Mr. Williams, do you want to set up where we're going to go after our break? Uh,
1: so there'll be a little bit of uh, chatter, obviously, on the World Cup theme. We've got a, one more thing to sort of cover on that, on that basis. And obviously, we'll cover the games for next week. And then we'll have a little news wrap up. Maybe a little bit of domestic-based nonsense to finish.
0: <laughs> well, in that case, we should take a break and get back after it. After the break. Be right back.
1: Recording in progress. It's not wrong again. So, we, we left off where we would say that we were going to come back to discuss some World Cup-based information. Um, And I believe we covered it slightly at the end of the podcast last week, where um, Scotland was scheduled to play the Ukraine in their semi-final playoff to meet Wales for the right to go to the World Cup in Qatar. Um, Ukraine got over the first hurdle, beating Scotland 3-1, I believe. And then moved on to face Wales um, in Cardiff. Um, And from a home nation's perspective, it was Wales who um, were successful in uh, getting themselves through to their first World Cup in 64 years, I believe.
2: Mm -hmm. Did you Um, see the
1: call? Congratulations to our Welsh brethren, obviously with a a surname like Williams. I can't be far from... uh, the Welsh tree, so to speak, so inevitably when uh, when England get knocked out in the group stage, I'll be digging up my Welsh heritage and you know
3: possibly at the hand possibly at the hands of
1: Wales who are in England's group very well said Matthew yes, that is correct Wales, Ukraine, or Scotland were slated to take the final spot in England's group in the World Cup, so that group now consists of England Wales, Iran and the united states of america so definitely no long lost relations anywhere in that group um it's happened before actually i think it was the world cup 1998 when the usa and iran were paired together in a group and everyone thought oh god this, this is going to kick off um and i don't think anything happened other than iran beating the united states everyone just went over a bit disappointed so, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was that was it really. Just to sort of to wrap up the. the there's only I think one space left now, and it's either going to be Peru or Australia, I think. Yeah, that's I mean, black... Maybe there was something to do with New Zealand as well. I saw that. I saw. I saw that Australia beat Iraq. No, the United Arab Emirates. All oh, right. Yeah. Um. Well.
3: Yeah. Uh, they won their game to go through to the final because it was the playoff. That was a playoff semi-final. The other thing with the uh, Wales thing was, they had Neville Southall on uh, on um, uh, Sky Sports. Just you know, just a kind of general, kind of wild card, in it? And I think he said something along the lines of there being a population spike in nine months' time if Wales go through. Uh... <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, "I wasn't expecting you to say something like that." I'm like. It's Neville
1: Southall, mate. What were you expecting to happen? Just a raft, just a raft of little baby Gareth's. Unless you just go the whole hog and just call it Bale, suppose. Um. But yeah, so congratulations to Wales and all of our, all of our Welsh contingent. I'm sure there's some out there that are listening in Wales. So best of luck to them. Obviously, apart from in the game against England. Um, well,
2: the England, England have got a bit of sort of not not necessarily beef, but it was the Euro, was it the Euros of the World Cup year the other year when Wales ended up getting much further than England when they got knocked out by Iceland at the time.
1: So, Twenty sixteen, that one.
2: So yeah, so they've 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 got they've got a benchmark to get <laughs> to get further than Wales.
1: That's last week's game's done, England have got two more friendly games due for this coming week. So let's dive into... Well, they are are basically friendlies, aren't they? Nations League. Yeah, fair enough. It's Nations League time. But it's basically a jumped up friendly.
0: Yeah. Well, the week starts with England and... I'm shocked to find out England's playing uh, They're going up against Italy Now When I was writing My prediction in the book I had to uh, try, try and work out Whether Italy Were or still are The side that they were At one point in time Where they were considered To be good And and or Still are, are And or not So uh, So there who, as it's all of our team, who is gonna go first? I can do a little. Uh... Go on.
2: I I, see. I, I have stuff written down. Do it. Uh, I, I found this one difficult because Italy are very, very they, they, they are the definition of hot and cold. So obviously, go all the way in the Euros. Don't qualify for the World Cup. So, England, I, I feel <laughs> very similar in many ways, although they did qualify for both. But um, I've gone England won, Italy won. Sterling is due a goal, seeing as it didn't score last week. And for Italy, I have gone for Scamacca. Okay. May or may not be because it reminded me of a James Bond villain name, but that is just my own pick.
0: And I when I picked, when I picked mine, I was like, I, I was working like you know using the old noodle, and I was like, hmm. I imagine to to silence the the doubters, it's going to be worth England coming out on top form for this. So I've actually gone heavily. England's favour with a 2-0 I agree that Sterling is absolutely due a goal, that's why I've put his name down Um, and if it's two goals just throw Kane's name back in there just, you know, why not Um, Matt I am going to go with a
3: 1-all draw this game is behind technically behind closed doors um somewhere in, in molyneux is it i think it like is in molyneux yeah with however many cho- thousands of children um so i've gone uh belotti for Ronald or Bellotti for uh italy b-e-l-o-t-t-i so nobody can be whinges about it paul um <laughs> dog uh, Jude Bellingham, I think, he impressed me. So hopefully he'll get a star, kind of thing. I almost went for Spinazzola for uh, (laughs) for Italy, just you know, just because yeah, Spinazzola. I thought it was quite an quite
1: an enjoyable word to say. (laughs) Paul, Uh, I'll go optimistic and go for a two-one England win. Uh, I'll go for Kane and he's he's, play, he's not had the best two games sort of in a row now so I'll go for Mount to sort of bounce back and have a decent game and score uh, and for the Italy goal I'm just going for this guy because his name sounds quite possibly the most Italian name I think I've ever heard so I'll go for a goal from Giacomo Raspadori. I mean, if someone offered you a Giacomo Raspadori and it turned up as a pizza, you wouldn't be disappointed, would you? It sounds delicious. It's definitely been on the menu at Pizza Express.
0: It's a a, a pizza and gelato combo. Ooh. Lovely. (sighs) So... We've seen it already once today, but back with vengeance. England versus Hungary. Now then, like I said, whilst picking these games I was like gotta use the noodle for this. As I was like, they'll have, they'll have had a telling off, they won't wanna they won't want another thrashing. Um so I've gone with one nil to England. Switch it all around. And again, I've just I've just thrown Kane, Kane's name out there because you know if it's one goal, then he, he's going to be amongst it, isn't he? Uh, let's do back on ourselves, Paul.
1: So this is it, again. Scheduled to be played at Molyneux. So I don't know if this is another one that falls under the behind closed doors oh. category. I'm, this
3: um, I'm good. sorry if, if this is. I'm jumping in in the middle of something here like if the Italy game is behind closed doors because Italy can't behave themselves and then this game is behind closed doors because Hungary can't behave themselves but both nope. games are in England or is this because the nope. England fans couldn't behave themselves Yes, yeah. this Euro is final. this, From this is mind, like the Euro final this one well then those, those fans need to get stuffed and that that serves them right and yeah Sorry, my, my rant can can go somewhere else then, because it was wrong. <laughs> I was like, if, if we're getting stuck behind closed doors because Italian fans got a bit, then
1: this is ridiculous. But yeah, that'll be a little bit weird. Um, so I'll go for a 2-0 England win, mm. and I'm going to go for Abraham and Bowen to score the goals.
0: Love it, yeah. Matthew. Hot off the back of your rant,
3: I was, about, I was. about to say he's made me and me and Stu mad there because uh, I've gone for a two-one win, and I've said Abraham and Gallagher and Styles for uh, Hungary. Styles is because he's British, something like you know. S T Y L E S Styles. Styles.
0: Stu, last up?
3: Uh, I had
2: 2 0 Hungary, uh, no, something like that, 2 0 England. <laughs> just completely got that wrong. For clarity, England 2, Hungary nil. just because they'll need to. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Andy, I think they'll have had a bit of a going out after the absolute dross that they put out at the weekend. As um, soon as I didn't pick him to score in the Italy game, clearly got to put Kane in because he's like what won every other game anyway at least Um, and I was going to pick Bowen but because Paul's picked him I'm going to go for Bellingham instead might as well play for some points
0: why not indeed Unlike many weeks from the past, that is all the games that we have to predict. That is, that is all she wrote as far as game predictions concerned. A bit, it's sort all of quiet with it just being the international stuff. But you know, still football goings on. We are still here talking football. Speaking of talking football, what else have you got for us today, gents? News.
1: I mean, like, like you'd be, you'll be shocked to hear it. it's pretty quiet on the Western front, really. Um, Borough have, have very, very sort of quiet from a transfers perspective. that have been linked today with a centre-half from Blackburn who's apparently turned down their recent offer of a new extended contract in favour of joining the Borough. Darren Lenehan an Irish international who comes quite highly rated. Um, looked at as a bit of an upgrade on what they've got potentially now in the positions. So. And also there's a potential there that if they do end up sell- having to sell to strengthen other areas, if they, if they manage to get rid of, say, Dale Fry for big money, they wouldn't have to spend loads to bring in a, a direct replacement as new one right there. Um, outside of that, they've announced that um, the first... Pre-season friendly on Wednesday the twentieth of July. You can now get tickets to go and see them play. Oh, sorry, Borough Eleven, which usually means mm-hmm. the kids play um, against Whitby Town. I heard which they get I, which a run out of Say again? I thought I heard Bernie sleven's going to get a run out as well. <laughs> Very possibly. I had, a, I had a quick Google, and uh, the, the Whitby Town ground is actually closer to the seafront than I actually realised. So depending on how well you know Whitby, does everyone know where the crazy golf is in Whitby? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then behind, and then the opposite side to that is the pitch and put. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, apparently, if you go a little bit further down the road and turn left, that's where the football ground is.
2: So essentially, up the hill from the whalebone.
1: Yes. <laughs> so basically.
0: Could be a lot of ground football then, I imagine, because you know, <laughs> you know, like like your golf ball does on the, on the on the on the no. put, bit of put put. Oh, where's it go? Oh, it's off.
2: The problem is though, if they're playing that close to the seaside, do they not have to play with them? What the the footballs that you like get at the beach, where like you kick it and it's like Whoa! anyway.
1: Yeah. Flaggy curl.
2: Yeah, wind
1: ball. So. So here's our, little, uh, here's our little teaser for the for today's podcast. How much do you reckon to see a Borough 11 take on Whitby Town? Eight quid. Four different price tiers. Well, do, do some
2: of them include VIP meet and greets and a signed album at the end of it?
1: No. You've got adults, concessions, under-18s and under-16s, but under-16s must be accompanied by an adult. That's too much
2: math. That I reckon right. the adult tickets will be a tenner.
1: Ten pounds, correct, Stuart.
2: So that must make concessions about
1: six. Six pounds. He's looking on the website. I can tell. The man um worked at a football club. This.
0: Ah, oh, so what was it? What was it? Can he hit the hat trick? Can he hit?
1: Concessions, you got like OAPs, what the OAP price is. So he's got the adult ticket, he's got the yep. concessions ticket, he needs the under eighteens and the under sixteens must be accompanied by an adult. So the under eighteens oh,
2: I'm I'm gonna go for the middle then for eight quid.
3: Let's say eight quid. Three
1: pounds? What? Those people so should have paper around. So I'm now get? confused, because that to me reads adults is basically anyone eighteen to sixty? concessions must be 60 and above then you have got your under 18s and under 16s under 16s will be free then oh yeah. cheap cheap one 1 pound if you're under 16 but you must be accompanied by an adult
0: so it's 11 quid then
1: so so you, you
2: can go with you can go with your mum or your dad but you can't go with your nan or your granddad then because you can't go with the concession.
1: Always thinking, always thinking in Mr. Woodmancy. <laughs> uh, but yes, so outside of the Whitby Town game, they've also confirmed friendlies at various levels against Bishop Auckland, Morecambe, Gisborough Town Live Spartans, Dunstan, UTS, Darlington and most importantly of all, York City.
0: We're having that one boys. So the yorkshire oh, game is on a Friday
1: evening. Oh,
0: it's meant to be,
1: and I believe it's a seven pm kickoff. So
0: straight, straight on, into here. town afterwards. Just,
1: just go to work, straight to the pub, straight to the stadium, straight to the nightclub after. Tie a few on. There's a there's 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 a, there's a bit of bit of consternation between a couple of borough fans. they they're, they're scheduled to fly to Portugal. The, the, literally the day after for a training camp so I think there's a few people saying mm, not too sure what type of team they'll bring but I imagine they'll fly from Teesside Airport anyway and it's only an hour so
2: if it's, a pre- if it's a friendly though
1: they'll bring enough to put out a different 11 both halves won't they, oh, so. God, they will. yeah exactly so no, they'll, they'll bring more than that they'll probably I'm sure I've seen games before where they've done high like, three like three teams for 30 minutes
3: Mm. When's the Dunstan YTS game? Uh, it doesn't so? say. I
1: imagine. I imagine that must that must be another Borough Eleven because they're what Northern League. Right, well, it's just down the road from us, so that that's like dead close
3: to where we live. I mean, they they're not very uh, yeah. I can't. I don't know what what level they're at, but uh, yeah, just down the road. from us, that
1: one? They usually they usually on the schedule for pools in pre season Dunstan UTS. Um, Pools, have got, Pools have got a proper weird like pre-season this week. This, this season they've got, I think they've got some games in Portugal, and then they've got a mini tour of Scotland Ooh. on the agenda. But then they finish with a glamour tie at home to Sunderland. So you know, have it all <sighs> That's, that's um, all
2: I've got. Borough based. Oh, there's not too much on the whole front. Um, it's looking. Ninety-nine percent nailed on that we we were about to sign a guy who was at Watford last year, um, but he's actually a, a Turkish international, I believe, Ozan Tufon from uh, another one from Fenerbahce from our side. Um, people saying, "Oh, brilliant! He's you know Premier League experience and all the rest of it." He went to Watford on the basis of if they stayed up, they could they would have the option to buy him. We all know how that ended. And when Roy Hodgson took over um, December, January time, sent him back to Fenerbahce. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I suppose we are a, a division like lower, so it, that, that might <laughs> sort of put him in better stead. Um, they've not really released the fee for it yet because I think we're at that weird stage where they can look into making signings, but nothing becomes official until ne- possibly like either later this week, or next week. Um, but they've they've already put out that the, if Hull get promoted, not going to happen. Um, the fee could rise to something like four million pounds. So yeah, looking looking a little optimistic already there. So we'll uh, we'll see how we go. But yeah, it's uh, nice to see the owner sort of. Dabble in, in the signings anyway, so we'll see what see what else sort of turns up.
3: Um Forest Forest have announced they've got a friendly against Hertha Berlin at some point. Um, and then obviously the main kind of rumour kind of thing i uh, from pretty reliable sources, obviously that Brees has turned down a contract extension. <laughs> It's, it's whether it's the like a dance that we do that they're doing, but obviously they were linked to Nick Hope from Burnley um, for forty million, which seemed a bit uh, a bit a bit a bit much. I think is afraid. Did you
2: say forty? As in four zero?
3: Four zero. Holy crap!
2: They are spending that playoff money.
3: Suppose there's a problem, isn't it? Like you look at the the price of what people pay for keepers now, and they pay. You know what? How much will live Liverpool and and Man City? paid what £60-70 million? I don't know if he's a six and forty million pound keeper. I don't know what his contract status is either. Um, yeah. So, but then, and then rumor upon rumor upon rumor of about fifty players that we're going to sign this summer, um, as. Like as other people like to spend your hundred, apparently hundred million pound war chest that was being given. The problem is that a hundred million pound war chest that he's given could be spent in like three four players, if that. Um, I suspect that they'll be doing a lot of loan market acrobatics again. Um, I don't think it's going to be this they'll be spending and hopefully they'll go out and get a striker or two because I think that's what they need but you know it's a shame about Brees but then I don't think I've shied away from highlighting my issues with him at, at the club kind of thing the fact that I think he does feel himself a little bit and he's you know there's been times during last season that he's perhaps cost us games through his antics so, yeah, for every penalty save or whatever in the playoff or great save that he did in the playoff, there was times when, you know, he misbehaved, got himself sent off, did daft things and that type of thing where and to be fair, when Horace came in, didn't miss a beat. So, you know, I hope hopefully it could be resolved, but if it isn't and he's asking for a ridiculous amount of money to respect that everything that he's done for the club and It's not. It's not money. It's just his stature within the club. Apparently, is what has been said. But at the end of the day, if he wants to move back to France as well, that's fine. But just say that. Don't be. know, I think sometimes people, players, try to be clever about it and be like, "Oh, look, you know, look at all what I did for your club. If you want to move back to France, just say I want to move back to France because you know he he is. He did. We did sign him from a French club. You know." he might just be more comfortable living in France, and that's fine. But you know, don't don't do this kind of respect. You know, I understand. You know, don't lowball. Hopefully, France haven't lowballed him with a terrible offer. But you know, there is this thing called negotiating, not just like this is what I want, give me what I want. No, no, no you haven't given me what I want. There's no negotiation here, and you kind of
1: think there are other goalkeepers. Yeah, it's that thing. That I think like. From the romantic ideal, obviously, he's directly linked to him actually getting to the playoff final and, and, and getting through the playoff final. But it's not—it's not as if him not being in the team's a catastrophic disaster for him next season. Like they can definitely get as good a keeper without crippling themselves financially. Um, I don't think. I don't think they'll be able to get a keeper with as much swagger as no. uh, as, as Brees. He's uh, he's definitely in the horizontal because he's so fucking laid back. like uh, uh degree he, of is.
2: he is but then he's an he's an absolute wind-up merchant as well when he wants oh. to be. He's
3: and a, a, a great shit out. He's he's absolutely fantastic <laughs> on that regard. I think when he he doesn't get his own way, he becomes a real baby. And I think that was the problem that happened around the time he got sent off. You know, I can't remember when it was now. But that was because he'd been a whinger for weeks and he'd been pushing the edge of it for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, like I think a couple of games before that, him and Scott McKenna had nearly come to blows because of a misplaced back pass or something like that. You know, was that
1: against? Was that against the burra? It was on tally. I don't. Uh, so I don't. <laughs> I think. I think yeah, that was I don't the. Borough. Telly, I think, that I don't was think the. So. B- um, I think I, the man in the burra game. You know, because I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure the, the goal was it came off the back of a horrendously misplaced back pass. No, that was Yates. That was just just because you wanted me to say that
3: again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there it is. The, uh, no, the, in to my veins. That it was a night game. It might have been. It might have been Luton. It might have been. It was one of them kind
1: of terrible little clubs that. Um... <laughs> Obviously, for any Luton fans that have just happened to stop in on the podcast, apologies. But then again, your club is a little shithole, so just deal. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> sell the fence, Paul. I mean, tell us how you really feel.
3: No, nah, they're that
0: They can all get in the fucking bin. But yeah, I at least you pull your punches, an anyway. Play,
3: it'll be a shame for him to go, but also, if if he does go, it'll be a shame for him to go. But also, I think he kind of—if we could get a bit more of a steady, steadying kind of thing, you know—if if Nick Pope is that kind of player, you know, I don't know who else is about. Obviously. And this is where this is where he starts to sound like oh, oh we're in the Premiership we can have whoever we want the guy the lad who's the backup at at Man United who wants out John uh, not Johnston um... well you got the guy from West Brom isn't it Johnson he Lee yeah you know there's other op- there's, there's other options.
1: I believe that's pretty much it.
0: Well, there we go. International football reviewed and predicted. Um, hopefully, we'll see a better form from England in the coming games and see where it goes from there. Tune in next week for reviewing the games we predicted, talking uh, more things from the respective clubs. And any other news that's going on in the football world. All that's left is for me to thank these gentlemen for taking me and you lovely people through the somewhat less murky, world, murky waters of the football world. Uh, mostly because there's not a lot of football going on. Right, thank you very, thank you very much gentlemen. And we shall see you next week. Bye-bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? England game's done, more to come, and uh, plenty of news in there for you. Football will be coming to a close eventually, but uh, not just yet. So keep coming back for your football podcast. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment... Drop us a review if you've got some time. And uh, if you're surfing around on the internet, you can check out our website at thecookiecast.com. There's uh, social media links and an email button so you can get in touch with us. There we go, that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.